Hey, it's Chris Jones with The Jones Zone, and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Jones Zone at Keller Williams Realty. That's right. We sponsor our own podcast. So if you know of anybody looking to buy, sell, rent, or invest in residential real estate in the Charlotte, Rock Hill, Fort Mill area, have them connect with us on their favorite platform. Enjoy the show. It's Chris and Brian Jones, your real estate advocates, community connectors, talking Charlotte and York County area real estate, and interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. I'm ready, rock and roll. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. You want to count me down this time? <coughs> All right. I'll count you down. Count me down. Count me down. And three, two, two one. Welcome whoa, whoa. to... Just let me... Don't... You interrupted my camera. Oh, you don't like that, do you? And ready? And three, two, one... Welcome to the Jones Zone. I'm your host, Brian Jones, along with my co-host for today's episode, Chris Jones, my brother from the same mother. How are you? I'm good, man. What you up to? Man, uh, I'm changing the world, man. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. How about you? What you doing? Uh, Changing the world? I may have oversold what I'm doing, but... uh, <clears throat> I'm changing the world as well. How are you changing the world? Uh, because I am doing nice things for nice people. I don't do nice things for un- for mean people. I was okay. about to say unnice. Uh, okay, so what what nice things are you doing? Well, <laughs> it'd be kind of it, boasting if I said it. it it'd be bragging yeah. if you said it. So Why don't you just give I, us I, a brief, sino- uh, brief no synopsis need. of There's what no you've need. done lately that you know, makes you no so need. good? No need. I don't want to get into it. I right, break it down. Who are we here with today, Chris? All right. Today, we're here with Terrell Royster of Back to Basics Athletic Training. Terrell uh, does one-on-one basketball training, does all sorts of skill improvements and basketball camps, uh, all sorts of stuff. So if you're looking to improve your game, get to the next level, Terrell's your guy. Terrell, welcome to the Jones Zone. Welcome to the Jones Zone, Zone, buddy. I appreciate it. I got a question off the top. If if somebody like me who really doesn't have much room for improvement, can you just still work with me? I can still work. With you. Okay, because I'm basically I've mastered all basically every aspect of the game. You're not very strong left-handed. Are you serious right now? Yeah. Like like out of character. Are, are you are you yeah, serious? I'm serious. I would destroy you left-handed, Brian. You can't you can't dribble left-handed. You can't make a left-handed layup. What foot do you go off of if you're shooting a left-handed layup? The right foot. All right, uh, you I got lucky. We got a little. We got a little <laughs> bonus for you guys. At the end of this episode, we're gonna go out and and we're gonna have a, a, a shoot around, and we'll see who is the better Jones brother, right? Well, I, I'm right. wearing Sperry's. I can't do that. This guy. <laughs> All right, Terrell, man. Quit clapping like I just clapped. I just... Tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. Tell us your story, and then tell us how you got into. Athletic training, dude. Um, well, um, I'm originally from Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, Raleigh? Raleigh. You from Raleigh? Yes. Okay. Um, I spend the, I'm the oldest out of 10 kids. Jeez. So dude. it's a lot of us. Uh, we're a very athletic family. And I'm kind of like the the big little brother because they're all so tall. They're like <laughs> six, five, six, seven. So I don't know where my height went. Uh, no, can you... Can you... Beat them up still? Or? Yeah, I can still beat them okay, up. Okay, that's, 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 that's all that matters. Younger yeah. brothers don't understand that that's how it always works. Yeah, that's all it always has to be. I was basically uh, a soccer player before I even decided to be a basketball player. So I, soccer is my first sport. A lot of people soccer. know Soccer. Soccer. What position? Were you offense or defense? I was offense. 
so striker. I, you know that? Okay, so tell us what a what a defensive player in soccer does. Do they, they don't get to kick the ball at all? Uh, no, it's pretty much just stop me kick it down to the oh. defensive guys. You wouldn't do much. But I would just, rather be offense. Isn't that what the fun is? That's why I made sure I was offense. I like to score. Yeah, okay. All right, so your first love was soccer, and then what happened? Uh, my cousins, uh, older cousins, uh, Anthony, Rashi, and Hashim, Mir, uh, took my soccer ball and threw it over the fence and said, that's enough. We're going to the park and literally <laughs> took me to the park. Dang, man. <laughs> Yo, enough of this soccer stuff. Yeah, and uh, made my first jump shot, and then I kind of fell in love with it. I was like, this is addicting. So I've worked at it ever since. And How old are you? I was five. You were five? Yeah. It kind of broke my little soccer dreams. I wanted to be Pele. Do you know Do you know? I played soccer, right? <laughs> oh, really? Well, funny story about this. I was in first grade, and my mom just signed me up for the soccer class. And I was playing at recess, and again with the left foot, Chris. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I will, he, he might be onto something here. Because I went to kick it with my left foot, missed the ball, ended up breaking my leg. My, left, my whole left leg, I broke. The tibia or something like that. And I still have the cast at my house. I'm glad you stopped playing soccer. Yeah, so it just wasn't in the cars. I guess that's why I got so good at basketball is because yeah, I yeah. focused on my energy. So. All right, Terrell, and then uh, you fell in love with basketball, and then? Uh, take it from there. Um, it was kind of like uh, my, my three cousins spent a lot of time with me. Basically, like, it was like a mentorship, basically. They use the skills, the training, as basically tools in life. So we went down there like every day, literally every day. It didn't matter what time it was. Uh, <clears throat> didn't matter what time it was, and uh, and we would just work on everything: left hand, right hand, uh, running hills, uh, oh, wow. uh, dribbling up and down the street, and going running from neighbor one side of Raleigh to the other side of Raleigh. Jeez, yeah, it was it was brutal. How old were you during this time? Uh, six. Six? Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, it was six. It was like. It doesn't end, so it was literally every day. And I wanted to work, so it made everything easier. So I was easy to train, and they would use like even my failures as my, you know, as your strengths. So they might taught me that at a younger age. So it's very important for a lot of these kids to understand. You're gonna fail your way to success, whether you know it or not. Right. Yeah. And it's tough at the beginning because you're like, I, you know, I want to be able to win, but if you don't know how to accept defeat and use it as fuel to get better then you're never going to excel to the next level. So they taught me that at a very young age. and uh, it That's was great. key right there. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Because that, that is key. Um, especially a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are entrepreneurs. And failure is just a part of that life. Yeah. You know, and you got to learn from your failures and uh, grow from it. Right, Chris? That's right, man. So then uh, you got into middle school and high school ball and all that? Uh, the crazy part is I didn't play middle school ball um i was more like the the trouble trouble kid uh, i was very smart but i was i didn't have the best clothing uh growing up we were very poor so we didn't really have a lot of money so i didn't really have the best clothes and stuff so i got picked on and of course like a lot of kids we retaliate so i got held back a year but um my best friend jeremy ross uh it was my eighth grade year i'll never forget it uh, he was a freshman at Broughton High School, and uh, he asked me to try out with him. I'm like, I can't do that. I'm not in high school. But actually, if you're too old to play middle school, you can play high school. So I was a year short of playing middle school. And uh, 
I looked it up, got the paperwork, and it was a go. And I went to just to try out with him. I wasn't even trying to make it. Uh, I actually ended up making it. So I made Broughton High School JV team. Uh, I think I'm the only one ever to play at at, at Broughton High School in eighth grade. Uh, I was with Chris Poole, William Kane, uh, uh, Barker. CJ? No. What was Barker's first name? John. John Barker? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, Shavik Randolph was at oh, yeah, school Shav, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, know him pretty well. And it was probably the best experience I ever had. They treated me, and they really broke down the game. Because when I started um, there, like I knew how to play, but I didn't know how to play. I never knew anything about plays. I didn't mm-hmm. know a backdoor cut. I didn't know any fundamentals, <clears throat> which yeah. was the crazy part. And um, I think... Uh, George DeLoach so much for even taking the opportunity to uh, giving me that chance to even try out and even put me on the team and he basically was like uh, my father figure for that for that whole season and I didn't play much maybe play out of like six games maybe mm-hmm. out of like 11 and I didn't start talent wise I was yeah, better than everybody but I didn't have the structure, I didn't have the fundamentals to actually be out there able to compete like everybody else could. So it was very humbling and a great experience, and I'll do it all over again. And then you got into varsity ball, obviously, yes. by the time you were in high, in, in high school. Did you play college ball? Yes, uh, Monroe Community College, and uh, that was great. That's in Rochester, New York, by the way. Okay. Um, Coach Burns. The upstate? Upstate, yes. By Canada. Buffalo. Very <laughs> oh, cold. That's cold up there. Very man. cold. Snow up to like your waist. It's like negative 10. Oh. Uh, and up there, um, it's very different. Very different. Uh, he was a very tough coach. It was more like um, you had to, if you didn't do this my way, I'm going to send you home. So it was no breaks. He didn't give anybody any breaks or anything like that. And uh, I definitely appreciate him. I had to work for everything. Yeah. Uh, like everything from my meal card oh, wow. to my book vouchers, everything. So um, that was great. Uh, my college career was cut short. And I was going to go to UB to play. Uh, I, I passed away and then my grandmother had a stroke. So that was kind of like mm-hmm. the end of my basketball career, which was uh, – it's just fine. At first, it bothered me a lot because, you know, of course, when you do all this training and then you, you're hoping to um, change situations at your household because, yeah. um, you know, you have all your siblings looking up to you. And it kind of got – dreams kind of got cut short. So um, I had to come up with an alternative. So I was working for a long time. I think I worked like three jobs for years. Uh, I Once I got like 27, uh, I got in the – Bad car accident. It was my birthday. Um, oh, happy birthday. Right. Man, <laughs> it was uh, doing something I shouldn't have been doing. I was drinking and driving. Didn't know I was drinking and driving. Um, you didn't know you were drinking and driving? Yes. Yeah, I had. Uh, that much? Yeah, it was It was bad. It was real bad. Mm. Um, and I'm not like a drinker. So it was just, you know, hey, it's your birthday. It's come out. And uh Somebody gave me my keys, and I tried to go home, and I didn't make it. But my car looked like a crushed soda can, so mm-hmm. I was supposed to have been dead. Like, I remember crawling out the window. Wow. Uh, after that, I was pretty depressed for, like, three years. I couldn't figure out what my purpose was. Uh, so I was basically wishing, like, I wasn't even alive. And 
took a lot of meditating, a lot of praying. Uh, my best friend and um, Tiffany Poles, they helped a lot um, get me back on track to where I needed to be and find my purpose now. This is how I came up with Back to Basics. Um, one night I actually went out and I seen a younger kid that knew me coming up uh, from the neighborhood. And we were out and he was like, oh man, you were like my Michael Jordan coming up. Oh, really? I'm not... Tr- I was good. Michael Jordan was kind of pushing me. <laughs> but I'll take it. I appreciate it. Um, and I'm like, you know, I, I thank you. I appreciate it. And then he pulls out a gun and says, anybody's bother you, you know, I, I got your back. So instantly, that's when I realized either you're going to either become a part of the problem or you're going to start fixing the problem out here. So it was, I had to start changing certain scenarios and how I started living. So, uh, Got in church more. Um, started, uh, I'm like, all right. So I'm good with, so I figured out what I'm good at. I'm great with basketball. I'm great with people. I can reach people. Uh, so I need to figure out how I'm going to reach people through basketball. Training was not even an option. I was fighting it for a couple of years. I'm like, I'm not a trainer. I don't train people. Like, I'm a basketball player, so I don't want to coach. And uh, not the while, uh, my best friend was basically telling me, like, you, uh, this, this is what you do, man. Like, you've been training people all your life and you didn't even know it. And uh, so came up with the name, Back to Basics, to uh, basically build a strong foundation. Everybody needs a strong foundation in your life, no matter what it is. Yeah. And uh, that's how the name came up. So that's why I try to teach the kids a lot. It doesn't matter how good you think you are. You're not that good if you don't have a strong foundation. Because God forbid you tear your ACL. Or you break something, or pull just a pull, pinch a nerve, you can't even play ball again. Yeah. So now, what are you going to rely on? Because the ball has to stop bouncing eventually. So now, what's the backup plan? So with my program, I'm going to help you find that. So once you're going to give you all the necessary tools that I got to help me get through everything I've been through in life, to where it's going to help you too. To where I'm going to send you to school, so you actually have a a real major, not liberal arts. To where you're not gonna be able to use it after. Right. Uh, we're gonna have something to where you're gonna, I'm gonna, you know, have leadership courses to teach you how to be, you know, a better leader, and how to lead other people out here in the rest of the world. So I mean, it's, the more positive you put back, you know, put out, the more you put get back. So law of attraction. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for sharing your story, dude. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. So, um, tell us a little bit about your program. I mean, like you, when you came to the realization that you were gonna do this I mean what steps did you take to to get it all started I'm not gonna lie I was scared as shit (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was like I don't even know if I can really train people um that's uh, the thing you push through that I mean you I mean everybody has that self-doubt and but that that goes back to the the law of attraction uh whatever you put out there is gonna come back to you so it doesn't make any sense to doubt because you know you're just putting that negative vibe out there but I, I talk a lot of stuff but I mean I'm the same way I, I doubt myself every day and I mean that's just something you gotta work through you know yeah yeah uh, and I had to um uh again uh Tiffany Poles uh, from Tiff Bray she helped a lot with getting this stuff uh, putting my best foot forward she actually bought me some basketballs and uh, <laughs> a whistle and all that stuff uh, that was great I still have them I probably never throw them away um uh, and Jason 
Coleman from 3D Training and Christian Gray from Diverse Training. They Christian Gray? Yeah. From? Diverse Training. Okay. Um, I don't know. Not, not from, from he's Gray. The, the 50 Shades of Gray. No, no, not that Christian. Uh, but both of those two guys, I talk to on a regular basis, and they help me get through stuff. They always, even if they check a drill out I'm doing on my social media, you know, they'll send me a text like, hey, you need to try this next time. That'll be better. And we always have conversations just about how can we better ourselves as as player developers. I love that. I love that because there's no sense of competition. It's like you guys are really here to help the kids and build their foundations. So if that means helping each other out to help the kids out, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, like you're your only competition. It doesn't right. matter. Even if I follow their format, I can't do it like them, and they can't do it like me. So it's not really – it wouldn't – we wouldn't bump heads or anything like that because we all have different coaching styles. I'm more tough. I'm a different person when I'm in the gym training. I have to be tough. And I have to be stern. I, have, I I'm going to push you beyond your limits. I'm going to make you think. Do I really want to play basketball? Or, <laughs> is this really what I want to do? Yes, this is. Goes back to basics. Right. But that's that's the whole thing about doing that, and uh, and we're all here for the same cause. We want these kids to actually have successful careers outside of basketball. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's great when you get people actually that can work together, that all of us have strong personalities and we still can come to a common goal. Yeah. So uh, definitely appreciate those guys, and I I can't thank them enough. Uh, I can't thank Tiffany Pose enough. I can't can't thank you guys enough. So, I mean, it's just everything's been a blessing. I appreciate all the the struggles that I've been through. Uh, it made me a better person than it is today. Um, and uh. How I found out I actually could train Ted Ginn. I don't even know why he took a chance on me, but I appreciate it. Thank you, <laughs> Ted Ginn Jr. Thank the you. The football player. Yes, right? the yeah. Panthers player. Yes, oh. thank you. I I appreciate him so much. Uh, he he took a chance. It was kind of like, no, here's my kids. Train them. Didn't see me train a day in his life. It was just like, just here you go. Just train them. <laughs> take these kids away. Yeah, for take this. And then once he started seeing results, he was like, "Yo, you're actually good." And and his and his um his kids they actually helped me training, which is weird because they're like six, so they always like, "Hey, real, we looked up some stuff. You should try this." So I go and actually look at. It. I'm like, <laughs> "You sure you guys don't want to be training? <laughs> you're on to awesome. something here." Yeah. So, um, what's the program actually look like? I mean, what ages do you work with? How often do you meet? I mean, is it group stuff? Is it individual stuff? Uh. I mean, tell us. I start from ages five, and I go all the way up to pro. Uh, I do private lessons, one-on-one sessions. I do group sessions. I do AAU teams. Um, I'm always, I train every day of the week. I'm always in the gym. I am a gym rat. I love the gym. I love the sounds of that. love the, the chlorine before you get to the gym, all that stuff like that. I'm that guy. I live in there. Um, I'm basic, uh Basically, um, it's probably best if you're starting out with me to do a one-day trial because I may not be your cup of tea. If your kid does not work hard, I will kick them out the gym. And that's just not me being mean. I'm preparing you because if you go to a job right. and you're not performing, they're going to fire you. So this is this is me preparing you for real life early. So the earlier I start, then you know what to expect. When you come in the gym, I expect you to work hard and give it everything you do. So uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, kind of cut and dry with it. Yeah. How do uh, 
how do you go about finding clients and marketing your business and stuff? Um, social media, I do a lot, and I also do a lot of footwork. I go to local areas, uh, anywhere, and I just start handing out my flyers, business cards. Uh, I go to the seminars, hand out my stuff a lot. I try to do as much networking as I can. Uh, word of mouth is always good. Uh, Ted always refers me to people. Um, Tiff Braze and other my other clients and stuff like that, they always refer me to people. Um, and I'm usually in somebody's DM. You know? <laughs> yeah. If I see a kid that I think that's, you know, can use some help, and I'm, I'm DMing, hey, I'm, you know, Terrell Royce, I'm the founder of Back to Basics, and I would love to train, you know, train you. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. When I don't take no as a no. It just means not right now. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good that's, that's a good perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the thing about people I understand when you're doing this business, because it's a million trainers. Yeah. So what's going to separate you from everybody else is consistency. Um. Obsession. Obsession. Like I like to call this my magnificent obsession, and also your relationship with your clients. Once they feel like that you have the best interest for their kid and they see results. Yeah. Yeah. This this the class will start pouring in. What areas do you serve? And uh, where do you do this training? I do a lot of my training out of Baxter YMCA, uh in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Um I'm also at Dow YMCA in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um usually all over Charlotte. Wherever um side of town my client stays on, I try to make it convenient for them. So I travel to them. Okay. So I even do some out of rallies too. Um working to get some out of Greensboro. So I so you're all over the you're all over the state. Yeah, like I try. The goal is to try to be able to do. I want to travel the world and throw skills clinics. But I want to be able to do it for for free. Uh, so that's the main goal. Uh, me and Christian Gray are actually going to uh, from diverse training. We're working on stuff like that as we speak to where um, we can just travel. We're going to do a summer thing. We would travel and do a free clinic in like the poor parts of the cities, the kids who can't really afford training. Mm-hmm. So that'll give them something to look up to because. Um, I do while I'm doing this I do want to represent you know uh, hope I want to represent you know um, that anything is possible no matter what your situation is like you can do it it's just how bad do you want to get out of it yeah I remember Isaiah Thomas had some crazy story about how he has to get hey uh, the Pistons Isaiah Thomas how he had to like ride the bus for like two hours one way in the morning to get to his high school and then ride it back at night like oh. city bus like this kid I think he was oh. a Detroit kid he might have been a Chicago kid but uh, his story was something like that too it was just like geez and then of course he went on to Indiana and NBA and stuff too so that's really cool that uh, you guys are giving back to children that might not be able to afford one on one coaching yeah. and um, giving them a chance to, to work on their skills and stuff man that's awesome um, what do you think about AA? You said you're not a coach, but what do you think about AAU type of stuff? I mean, should kids look into that or? Um, um, AAU is good and bad in my opinion. Um, it's a great way for these kids to get a free education because all the coaches are coming to AAU. They don't really come to the high school anymore. But the only bad thing is the kids don't really get time to work on their game as they should. So now when you go there, you see a lot of kids who can't even do a proper bounce pass. They don't even know how to set a pick. And they really ball handling sucks. Yeah. So I mean, you can tell who's elite because that's what they do. It's, it's basketball all day, every day. So it's basically Monday through Friday, I'm training. 
uh, Monday through Thursday. Friday, probably out of town, going to AAU games. And then when they get back, that Monday is the same thing again. Are high school coaches having less and less influence over these over high school players? Has AAU kind of replaced that a little bit, or no? Yes. Yes. Um, a lot of these high school coaches are not going to be thought of as much because a lot of these kids don't really have to play high school basketball. You can just play AAU and get a scholarship without oh, even yeah. having to. Yeah. So, yeah, so a lot of the coaches, they, they do want to uh, they like, oh, what high school are you going to? And you tell them, like, I'm not really playing. But your grades are fine. You can still get a scholarship. I've seen it done a few times. So it's – it's tough. Um, if you are uh, one of the top in the country, then yeah, you'll pack a gym at high school uh, when the high school season comes. But if you're a kid really trying to get your name out there, AAU is going to be the place, and your AAU coach is probably going to be the one who has the most influence over your over their kid. Okay. Um, if you had to improve one skill, let's say a kid wanted to improve in multiple areas. Which would you recommend? Would you recommend uh, offense or defense? And then if it's offense, would you recommend ball handling, shooting? Um, what should someone look to improve first, do you think? Um, honestly, if it's offense, uh, ball handling, because you still want to be able to get to the basket. Uh, a lot of the game is changing. It's more ball handling now than it is uh, was before to where back when I was coming it was more textbook you know come off the screen catch and shoot a lot of these kids now they're like 6'8 and they coming down handling the ball so ball handling is, is definitely important uh, defense defensively wise um, how to read the defense uh, a lot of these kids don't even know how to play defense so um, that's something I definitely would teach them how to you know ball and, and man um, how to take a charge, uh, just certain situations like that. Yeah. Diving on the floor, teaching them effort. Effort, it goes a long way, especially with defense. So that's definitely something I'll definitely teach them. What's the one NBA player that you wish you could you could train on defense? On defense? Yeah, to improve their defense. James uh, Harden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James Harden. He's too was, easy to pick on because yeah. he's been getting picked on for years. Yeah, he, just, yeah. he plays no D. At all, but my uh, my dream client that I wish I could train would be Russell Westbrook. I, yeah, I would love to train Russell Westbrook. Westbrook's oh, cool. Oh, that's, what, that's what Tiffany said. Yeah. She said Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, Mike Sutter said Melo. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. he used it too. He's another one. What's his deal? I mean, like, he doesn't seem like he has all that bad of an attitude, but he, he doesn't. But when you're making all that money, you don't really have to play defense. Yeah. Like the game, and they just can't, they can't win, man. And no. like he he just they'll never they'll never win this. They had some, no. some. I think they had a couple years in Denver where they made a little playoff run. I don't remember how far they got, but not very far. No, I mean that's when that was the the less heavier mellow. He was yeah, actually, that's true. You know, he was playing yeah. a lot harder. All right, so let's talk about the NBA playoffs are on. Let's transition real quick. Um, who do you think is going to win the playoffs? Cavs. You think the Cavs again? Yeah. Okay. Chris? Why? I think the Cavs... Man, I don't know, dude. The only reason I would say Golden State is because they'll have home court advantage. But I like Cleveland a lot, too. Man, LeBron's playing the best he's probably ever played. Yeah. Right. And Kyrie. Yeah, I mean... He, he shows up like he did, you know, last season against Golden State. 
Yeah, it's going to be a, a wrap. But, yeah. but now they got Kevin Durant, so we'll see. Well, here's that. my thing about when they added KD, here's my thing about that. Like, you're already scoring exactly enough. Like, a, the points are already there. It's yeah. not like adding a scorer would have been the difference. I, I, they probably should have added some sort of lockdown defender. Like or something. I mean, I guess they got Draymond Green, but. I think, well, in my opinion, look, look, I'm not. You know, an NBA analyst or anything, but look, they they won seventy three games last year. Yeah, I mean he he's adding. That's all he's doing is adding scoring, right? Yeah. What did they passing? They, I guess when I mean, they played but, in the regular season, what, was it one one? Didn't they both win on the other person's court? I think so. Uh, I, I'm going with Cleveland too. Cleveland, Cleveland. I'll I'll say Golden State just because I don't want to agree with you guys. I think when it's all said and done, <laughs> I think LeBron will impose his will. That's the yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You can't, dang, you just can't. He's uh, he's on another level right now. Um, who's your top five? What are your what's your top five NBA players, Terrell? This year of all time, all time. Oh, uh, Michael Jordan. Boo! <laughs> Wait, did, did you say favorite or best? What'd you say? What was the question? It's top favorite. Your favorite is your favorite. Your favorite or top? Whatever, whatever you want to answer. Um, all time, the top five. Let's do your favorite because if we start doing who's the top five, we'll be here all day. Okay, all right. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Are we doing all time? What are we doing again? Who's your favorite play? Favorite players of all time? Of all time, favorite players of all time. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, hey, Allen Iverson. Hold on, hold on. You're you're. Are you a point? Are you a point guard guy or do you just name the point guard? I'm a. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a combo. Okay. He can name I don't want to hear five point guards. That's the thing. <laughs> Those are like, okay, true, true. Okay, right. no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, man. I'll, Russell, I'll stop interrupting. Otherwise, you need to change it to what's your all your all time all NBA team so you can go by position. But if it's his favorite, yeah, you can do just whatever name you want. your favorite. I'm sorry. Keep going. Um, Russell Westbrook, uh, Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. Scotty Pippen. I love Scotty, dude. <laughs> Scotty, Scotty. Chris, that's my Phil impression. Chris, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty good one. <laughs> What's your top five, Chris? Uh, of my favorites, I loved LJ. I loved Scotty. Um, I did like Jordan, LeBron. Um, I I was never really a Kobe guy, but he was okay. These are your favorites. Not these are your favorites. No, just... no, no. I just said Kobe was okay. Is what I said. But LJ was my favorite for a while. I got a sleeper man. pick for y'all. I can't wait. Scotty Pippen was one of my favorites. Jordan, obviously. All right, can I go now? Yeah, go ahead. Well, LeBron's my favorite. Your favorite of all time is LeBron. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, you ready for my? You ready yeah. for me? Okay, I got Nash, Steve Nash. That's a good one. Larry Johnson. That's As you can see, I'm wearing. You know, I'm representing the Hornets. Lonzo Mourning. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's not. Uh, nah. Okay, so we you got... Know what's, you know what's really sad is when someone says Alonzo Mourning, you know what I think of? The fight between him and LJ? Yeah. yeah that's what I think of. Dennis Rodman. No. Uh, so, okay, we have Steve Nash. We have Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, Dirk's a good Dirk. one. We got uh, Tim Duncan. I like that. LeBron. And get... I'll give you guys... You guys will never guess it. Ron Artest. No. Oh, God. Um... White chocolate, Jason Williams. Oh, Jason Williams. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That guy's highlight reel is, His highlight is reel much is fun insane. to watch as anybody else's. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's insane. 
Uh, all right. All right, man. Terroy Royster. How can Terrell Royster? I combined. I said Terroy. <laughs> Terrell. How can people get in touch with you, man? You can get in touch with me at on uh, IG at Back to Basics underscore Athletic underscore Training. Also on my Facebook, uh, Back to Basics Athletic Training, or you can hit me on my other Facebook page, Terrell Royster. That's R O Y S T. Yeah. All right, we'll put those links in the comments. Charles Royster, back to basics athletic training. If you need to improve your basketball skills, give him a call, man. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for coming on the Jones Zone. Thanks, Thanks for having brother. me. Thanks, brother. Thanks so much for listening to the Jones Zone podcast with Chris and Brian Jones. We'll catch you on the next episode.